Hey, this is Ben Baker of Your Brand Marketing. And if you really want to learn how to level up your life, you should be listening to the Time to Shine Today podcast with my good friend, Scott Ferguson. Time to Shine Today podcast squad. It is Scott Ferguson. We're episode 153 with two of my most favorite people, Ben Baker and Claire Chandler. And they have taken their combined half century of experience and formed leaders made here. And that exactly what they do is companies and people bring them on board to help level up their leadership within their respective companies. And this is just a fun interview. I generally don't do more than one-to-one, but it was really fun to have both uh, people collaborating. And just a, you know, kind of a forward is I'm going to do an in- individual interview with both Ben and Claire as well so they can share their stories. So without further ado, here are my really good friends, Claire Chandler and Ben Baker from Leaders Made Here. Let's level up. Time to shine today, Varsity Squad. It is Scott Ferguson. And I got a little bit of north of the border in Jersey in the house today. Look at the smiles. Everyone's feeling fantastic. I've been waiting on this podcast. We got we hooked up on uh, my really good friend Alex Sanfilippo's uh, pod match. And I'm so glad that they reached out because I would have found them anyways just because the digging we find for outstanding podcast interviews. But we have Ben Baker and Claire Chandler, and they have leaders made here. And it, it's I'm going to dig into it. I've dug into it myself. I want to dig into it because at first I was confused about what they were doing, but then I was seeing, wait a minute, they're leveling all these people up, and that's what we are all about here at Time to Shine today. They're co-authors of a book, Leading Beyond a Crisis, a conversation about what's next, which will drop in a couple weeks. And I will have a giveaway, which I'll talk about at the end of the podcast. So stay tuned. Don't leave. Don't change that dial, as we'd say in the 70s, 80s product that we are. But their combined 50 years, that's a half century of leadership development, communication, and training has brought them together to create the Leaders Made Here community. Those inside the community work together to elevate each other, to learn from, inspire, and motivate each other to become better leaders and help develop the next generation of leaders who can engage, retain, and grow their teams. So, Claire, Ben, thank you so, so much for coming on the Time to Shine Today squad. I'm going to have you introduce yourself to our squad, but first, each of you, I need to know your favorite color and why. Claire, you're up first, ladies always. I knew knew you were going to punch that over to me. Um, (laughs) So thank you for having us, Scott. It's, it's great to be here. I would say it's somewhere in the blue-green category. Not, not coincidental. I'm wearing that color on my shirt. Yeah. Um, why is that? Uh, probably because it reminds me of the best ocean colors. Oh, there you and go. I am a, uh, I'm a beach girl, so I love, I love being near the it's ocean. Kind of close to that turquoise, right? Yeah, there Real you bit? go. Right, right. Absolutely. How about you, Ben? Well, since we're all wearing blue... You know, she's, you know, we didn't even plan this. This is not the uniform this morning. You know, I'm looking out, we got the sea of blue happening amongst us. Right, right. You know, I I mean, I've always been partial to blue. Blue has always been a a great color for me. For me, it's the sky. You know, it's it's the unlimited potential of the sky. And, you know, that's what I truly love is is that, you know, Vancouver, you know, you you, you don't can your rust. (laughs) People who know Seattle, you know, we get the yes. same weather as Seattle. We get that dark, right. gray, drizzly winters every single year. But when the sky, you know, when the sky's clear and the blue sky comes out, <laughs> the sun comes up, it's, there. it's the most glorious place in the world. So we crave that blue sky. I so bet. I wear blue, 
you know, praying for that blue sky to come out. It's got to be easy to be a weatherman out it's there. It's true. You know, it's going to rain. Yeah, you know. It's, it's going to every single fall. You know, it's like Florida. Florida. You know, it's going to Florida. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be in the 80s. It's I had to go 80s. catch a fish at Pike Place, Pike Street, Pike Street in Seattle. I did have to do that, and that was a bucket list thing that I kind of crossed off. And that was such a fun day. In, did you catch Seattle. it, though, is the question. I did. Did you win? Yeah, I did. Very nice. I did. Okay. I did. So let, let's get to the origins, because you, you guys came together, and I'm thinking in a collaboration. How long ago did you put this 50 years of collaboration together to form Leaders Made Here? Surprisingly enough, it was just pre-COVID. We we had yeah. a a mutual friend of ours. I don't and I don't remember if it was late 2019 or early 2020. We had a mutual friend that said, "You two need to know each other." Yeah, you two absolutely need to know each other. And you know, since I, Josh is a good friend, I said, "Sure, you know, here, let's grab a Zoom call and let's have a conversation." Who's well, Josh? Josh. Tap? Josh, uh, what, what, what's Josh's last name? Is it Tap? Uh, it's, uh, Dumas. It's actually Jason. Jason, Jason Dumas. Dumas. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. J name. We knew it was a J name. It was a J name. Jason yeah, we Dumas. We're, we're, we're both connected to uh, to him. He's a he's a great advocate for uh, for recognition. Um, and so uh, he and I had connected, and I know he had been a connection of Ben already um, okay. for quite some time. So yeah, it just as just as Ben said, he said you two need to you know, get on a, get on a chat. You have a lot in common. Um, wow. So that's and how you guys it started. Collaborated and just pre COVID, you guys kind of started to put this together and what a great time to really do a lot of people are like, Oh man, this is, you know, uh, I can't believe this is happening, but right now the seeds that we're planting right now is going to reap so much. And for you guys to come together and doing what you're doing with the leaders made here and, and squad, get out there and go to leadersmadehere.com and check out and get on their waiting list and, 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 and their newsletter and, and stuff. So, but let, let's go into a little bit of the origins. We'll start with you, Clara, a little bit of your background origins that kind of um, wanted you to take a leadership position then. Yeah. So I am a corporate uh, survivor. Um, mm -hmm. I spent uh, close to 20 years in corporate America after, by the way, swearing that I would never work in corporate. So, uh, <laughs> you know, you, you quickly learn never to say never. Um, and I, you know, I, I grew through my corporate career, uh, started out in communications roles, did a little bit of customer relations, um, kind of snuck in, as I say, through the side door of human resources to, uh, to head up a training group um, that evolved into, you know, everything around talent management, succession planning, recruiting, wow. staffing, et cetera. Um, and then, you know, ultimately got an opportunity to uh, take a more line role as a, as a VP of HR. Um, for a, uh, a large division of a, of a uh, international um, environmental services company. Okay. And so it was great, great experience, but it really cemented for me that, um, you know, the internal monologue in my head that was always kind of, you know, running this sort of Dilbert comic line <laughs> through, through all the corporate speak and all the corporate yeah. bingo. It's like, yeah, okay, how, how much longer am I going to try to convince myself that I fit into a corporate box? Um, and so it's 2011 and I decided to, uh, to, to step beyond that and just take my shot and, uh, and go out, um, into business for myself. Um, two years later, after kind of dabbling in a bunch of different things that, uh, that I enjoyed doing, I, I formed my business, uh, which is called Talent Boost. And, uh, my, my niche focus is on helping, um, CEOs and founders scale their businesses with 
fewer growing pains and performance bottlenecks. Wow. Wow. Okay. Excellent. How about you, Ben? Uh, well, first of all, we need to admit that Claire started when she was 10. I know. <laughs> I'm going to say that. Ben and I get along so well. <laughs> exactly. I, I want to say eight, but nobody <laughs> believes me. So, you know, we'll, we'll I was a prodigy. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. She was the child prodigy. About 25 years ago, when I, when I first got married, uh, my wife and I saw a divorce waiting to happen. I was in the high-tech sales world managing a $100 million client with offices throughout North America. And I was literally on a plane 200 days a year. I was probably gone 250, you know, to a point where you get on and you're the, you know, you're the last person on the plane and every single stewardess knows you by name and they're giving you, (laughs) you know, giving you shit as as you get to your seat going, Baker, you're late again. Baker. You know, as I as I crawl into the business class seat, you know, I was I was always the last person on the plane because, you know, I was always stretching it. You know, these, these are the pre 9-11 days where you could show up at the airport 20 minutes before your plane. And, and, and you know, when you're when you're just carrying your rolly, right. you know, you go running through the airport and nine times out of 10, you're going to make the flight. But I I realized that, you know, I just I couldn't do it anymore. I just I, it was it was a fun life when I was young. It was a fun life. You know, had a lot of good times, did the corporate thing, realized, you know, what it took to be strategic in an account that size and said, I can't do this anymore. And, you know, as soon as I left, as, as soon as I left, the phone calls started coming. Ben, come work for us. Come work for us. Come work right. for us. It was all the competitors going, well, we got a job for you. And I'm going, okay, what's, oh, well, no, we need you on the road about 150 days of the year. We need you on the road about 180 days a year. I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. So I got lucky enough that a buddy of mine was an industrial psychologist. And what he did is he ran me through the, what do you want to be when you grew up test? So over three days or a week, I took a battery of tests. We sat down, we did all the things. And what it came up with is two things. One, you're a great communicator. Two, you work really well with large corporations. You should not work within large corporations. Wow. Yeah. Got it. And, you know, my consulting philosophy was born. Okay. And over the years, you know, it's it's got into brand management. It's been effective communication. It's internal communication, how to build effective leadership teams. And now the big thing that we do is we have a, 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 a program. It's a it's a four week online program called Developing the Leader in You. And what we do is we take teams of leaders, and I'm talking everywhere from the frontline managers all the way up to district managers, and we teach them how to lead and not be managers, how how to manage process but lead people. Okay. And we do this as a team because it builds camaraderie, it builds a common language, it builds a common philosophy. So therefore, they can work together, and it breaks down the silos. Do you guys get asked to come aboard and, and speak to these teams? Oh yeah. Okay, let me ask you something, because I just had a situation not too long ago. I want to see how you maybe might diffuse this. When a CEO or the, the head is asking for you to come in and level them up, there's always that person that's below the head that is pissed, that is ego-stricken. And you're in the corporate world, Claire, so you know that happens a lot. Mm-hmm. How do you guys handle that individual to get them on board with your guys' protocol, for lack of a better term? your guys' way of doing things to really help them buy in? Because if he doesn't buy in, a lot of the, the, the soldiers underneath don't. What is your guys' secret sauce for that? 
I can, I can certainly speak to that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I have definitely, you know, having been in the corporate world and to your point uh, and to Ben's story, uh, concluding that I was better working with corporate and not within corporate, um, it, you know, everybody at the top is ego driven. Everybody at the top um, tends to have that mentality of, well, I got to our, where I am with, you know, very little development intervention, um, you know, and I'm, and I'm doing fine. And I'm at a point where I don't need, you know, a lot of coaching sure. and feedback. So you have to overcome that. Um, typically what I do when working with companies is start from the top down for that very reason. Um, you know, whether it's the CEO, the executive team around him or her, or that next layer down, um, that probably needs that intervention, that coaching, that development, that self-awareness, um, you, you have to frame it in a way where they collaborate with you to bring in the solution. and that sounds very simplistic, but it is absolutely fundamental because you're right. What, what they will end up doing is um, torpedoing and throwing grenades into the middle of anything that you try to do. And, you know, their, their buy-in, their involvement, their enthusiastic endorsement, um, let alone participation in the process, is critical. And you don't want just people who are going to yes you to death in front of you and then, you know, throw, throw daggers. Sure. Um, from behind, behind your the back. scenes. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Okay. Um, so it's, and it's really important to find those people. You want the people that are going to be advocates for what you're trying to do, but you also want to root out those critics, those potential, um, you know, flies in the ointment as early as possible because their perspective did not come about overnight. Mm-hmm. They feel very justified in how they feel, whether it's, you know, positive or negative toward how the culture got to where they are. Right. Um, and they always have very strong opinions about, you know, what really it's going to take to uh, to, to get things fixed, resolved. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's extremely important to find those people, to work with those people one on one, not to cater to them and not to, you know, g- c- sort of uh, kiss their you know, ass, do the squeaky, squeaky wheel yeah. or kiss their ass yeah, or any of sure. that. Um, but to involve them. But you do need them. to pet the ego a little bit. Well, yeah, you, you absolutely. Without absolutely breaking them down right there. Exactly. To, yeah, you've got to recognize the ego. You've got to acknowledge the ego without labeling it an ego, right? Okay. Um, but they do need to feel involved. So that's, you know, they are a critical stakeholder. In I love the process. that. Yeah, I love that. No, I, I concur with that a lot. You, you got to build champions. And the thing sure. is, you are going to have people in the, in the organization that have chips on their shoulder a mile wide. And the question is why, right? The, you, until you can understand what their agenda is, what the chip on their shoulder is, what what their personal goals are, what are the things that you know that are keeping them from achieving the success that they want to achieve, you can't you know you can't get past them. You can't go over them. You can't go around them. You can't go through them. You got to find a way to bring them on board. And it, you know a lot of it comes down to actual conversations. Sure. And being listening not only with your eyes or ears, but your eyes and micro expressions and stuff like that, which you guys with the combined experience have got to be uh, very much pros at. Um, you know what? You, I watched something in a podcast interview with you, Ben, about during this COVID time, and we could go on and on, but kind of in a nutshell, can you give me like maybe what you're thinking about with during this time of COVID that people should be re-onboarding? Ah, oh, one of my favorite subjects. Um, but we can't be too long because we got. No, no, no. We're, we're going to do this quite, quite yeah. simply. Uh, here it is in a nutshell. 
every single employee needs to be onboarded. And the reason for it is there have been little changes in every organization. <laughs> you know, and it may, it may be we just went slightly left or slightly right, or we have a new policy, we have a new procedure, we have a new way of doing things, we've moved equipment around the, off, you know, around the office or around the floor a little bit. There's little changes that have happened, and they've happened for a reason. And until we can get people to understand what has changed and why and how it makes their life better, they're not going to they're not going to be you know fundamentally okay with it. It's it's going to create that rift that we were just talking about. Sure. And if we can get people on board sitting there and say, look, we've had these changes happen, and this is why we've had to make the changes, and this is what we've done, and you know, and we've talked about this. People are a lot better off to come on board and they're ready to move forward and be champions of the brand. I love but, it. But you know, if we don't re-onboard people, we're just going to slide back to the way things are, and then you know, companies are going to be in serious trouble. They're going to be flying blind. If I think right now is the time really to double down, in a sense, lack of better term. Maybe I don't really like to gamble too much. I'm more very strategic. But I, I think you're right because I, I did watch that podcast interview. I was like, man, he's got a point about you shouldn't be stopping. You should be really growing through this. And if you're going to fail, fail forward and learn mm -hmm. from it. I love that. So, you know, I got a couple questions I want to get into with both of you, and I might just flip them up be between the two of you, but we'll start with Ben. But you guys see Marty McFly, right? And if I say that, you know who that is, right? Yeah. So McFly. you're gonna, we're gonna, McFly. And you and I are going to get in our DeLorean and we're going to go back to the 20, 23-year-old Ben, what kind of knowledge nuggets, we call them here at Time to Shine, are you dropping on Ben? That 20, early 20s Ben to help him level up, maybe shorten his learning curve a little bit and really uh, I, I think the number one thing you're going to learn is, is be patient. Okay. And think, play the long game. I think okay. there's too many people out there looking for the quick fit. When, you know, when I was 23, 24 years old, I was looking for the 30 under 30. I was looking for the million dollars yes. by... By yeah. you know X age, you know the car, the you know the 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 great apartment, the this that the everything, and realize that none of that's important. Right. You know right. none of that is important. What you need to do is look at the long game. Can you look yourself in the mirror every single day, and be proud of what you've done? Love that. And like I think that would probably be the one thing I would talk to people and sit there and say, stop chasing somebody else's highlight reel, and live your own life. Love that. Love it. Chase, stop chasing others' highlights. How about you, Claire? Yeah, I, you know, I would say, Wasn't and I'm with that you. Long I'm, ago, by the way. Oh, stop it! I'm, right. You know, I'm older than you guys think, but <laughs> but I but I appreciate. Uh, I'll give a nod to my hairstylist for the uh, covering the grave. Um, I, you know, I am I am as conservative as as you are in terms of being a gambler. I'm I am much more of a strategic kind of a a planner. <clears throat> and I was certainly like that in my, in my early twenties. And one of the things that I would, I would tell my 23, 24 year old self is take more risks. Um, I, you know, I, there, there was a time when I could have taken an international assignment. I had uh, just joined a, you know, this, this global company. Um, and there were opportunities to, you know, take an international assignment for a couple mm -hmm. of years. And my very wise grandmother said to me, you need to travel, you need to take these risks now, because as you get older, it's much harder to do, your roots are deeper. Um, Responsibilities. I, 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 loved my, I loved my grandmother and I thought it was great advice, but I didn't take it. And, and looking back, I should have. I, you know, um, and I don't feel like my, my career took a hit by not doing it, but I think some of the lessons that I've learned in my 30s and 40s 
I probably could have learned a little bit earlier um, and, and leveraged a little bit harder. Love it. I love that. And thank you for the transparency and being honest about that, Claire. So I want to know how you guys want your dashes remembered. Um, that little line in between your incarnation date and your expiration date. We'll start with Claire on this one. How do you want your dash to be remembered in kind of a concise, like not drawn out? Yeah. How do you want yeah. it? Boom. Yeah. Um, in one word, it's impact. And when I say impact, I mean, not just professionally on the leaders that I, that I help in the businesses that they build, but also in my personal life. I always think of, I don't have children of my own, but I have two nephews who who were the light of my life. And I always think about how are they going to remember me? Um, So impact is huge for me. How about you, Ben? No, I concur concur that. It's just like, I just asked a question on LinkedIn. that says, on your deathbed, how do you want people to remember you? Sure. And for me, it's all about, what's the legacy that I left? And the legacy that I left leave is how can I, you know, how did people see that I helped change their life? Yes. You know, did I make impact on others? It's not the fact that I was rich or famous or anything. It's how many people's lives did I touch? Yeah. How many people's lives did I make better? Right. Because I was there. That's beautiful. You said that Ben, because you know, my mentor always said the more people you mentor or help the more immortal you become you know Mm -hmm. you can be a famous person and great that's that's what people look to but you know because in that scripted life if you will you know what people look to but if you help people and you really genuinely care they're going to help somebody they're going to pass that knowledge on that you pass to them and you just become immortal in people's minds they might forget about the origin, but I know that a lot of stuff I think about Marcus Aurelius brought up or Seneca brought up, you know, so the stuff that I regurgitate. So, but yeah, Marcus, he stole all the original ideas. He did. He did. <sighs> uh, he did. So let's talk a little bit about your community that you're building here. Sure. Um, like what is, uh, I understand, we kind of got to the origins of it, but like w- when we get into, when they join the community, what are people going to expect to get? Hopefully, you know, it's going to be a place where people are going to learn how to lead better. And and I'm not talking about, you know, fluffing up their own ego. I'm not talking about, you know, making their way up to the C-suite. It's about teaching people how to bring people along with you. It's it's creating those long coattails and making room for everybody. You know, my philosophy, and I think Claire shares this, is that a great leader wakes up every day and says, how do you make the lives of the people around me better? Yes. And that's what we're hoping that the community does, is that those who are just learning how to lead gain the experience from people who have led in the, in, in the past. And, and the community will teach each other, is, is to be able to pose a question on a Monday morning and give people the week to chunk through it and, wow. and give people the opportunity to form conversations amongst themselves share ideas and get better as a community and for us just to be there to facilitate that love it but it's all about getting people to learn from each other love that and we were very deliberate about um building a community not a program um for for those very reasons that ben just touched upon right because it you know to to uh to steal the phrase it takes a village um if you really want to build better leaders who then in turn build better teams, better individuals and better companies. Um, 
you know, you, you can't expect that they're just going to turn to Ben and Claire and get all the answers. Sure. It is really a culmination of, um, you know, just look at us combining our, our 50 years of experience. Sure. And yes, yeah, it's Ben, it's Ben's 45 and my five, but, Absolutely. um, you know, pulling all that together. Well, oh, there you go. It, but you started at six. So, um, <clears throat> but, you know, pu- pulling together the collective experiences, challenges and lessons learned, um, from a community, you know, it is only as rich as its membership. It's not going sure. to be, you know, life impacting because Ben and Claire are facilitating it. It is going to be impactful because of the people who come in with their own lenses, their own frames of reference, um, and apply what we challenge them to, you know, to grow in the direction of. I love that. You guys, it's, you know, we're going to, everything's going to be in the show notes and squad, if you want to be put in touch with it, get with me as well. And I'll direct you um, to, and if uh, two leaders made here, and if we need a personal introduction between either Ben or Claire, I'm sure that we can possibly work something out. But as we wind things down, guys, I got the leveling up lightning round, five or six questions. We could talk 15, 20 minutes on each one of these, but you've got five seconds, no explanation. Uh Uh-oh. Okay. I gotta find so, the buzzer. Hold on, I have a buzzer. The buzzer Here's the buzzer. And I will rotate back and forth through the questions, okay? But just quickly, please, because we're kind of running a little short on time. But let's just quickly answer these. Are we ready to level up? We're Absolutely. Ready. All right, Claire. What's the best leveling up advice you've ever received? That I've ever received. Um, stay focused on where you want to get to over the long term, which makes those short-term day-to-day decisions a hell of a lot easier. Love it, Ben. You know what? If it's having your mind on the long-term goals, is if you if you if you look long-term and you figure out where you want to be, it makes it a lot it. easier to make the decisions today. Beautiful. Share one of your personal habits that contributes to your success, Ben. My personal habit is is reading and writing every single day. Love it, Claire. Uh, I, I am uh, newly discovering that there's a huge difference between using your brain and using your consciousness. So I spend uh, a little bit of time every morning really getting in sync with, um, you know, kind of mind, body, spirit and where I want to go with my Beautiful. day rather than just automatically hitting the, hitting the computer. Love it. So I'm in the doldrums. I'm like just feeling kind of low. And, um, you know, we, I always say all, all leaders are readers. What book are you saying? Fergie, read this book quickly, please. Claire. All right, I'm going to do a shameless plug. So I wrote a book a couple of years ago called The Whirlpool Effect. You can Love. literally read it in the bathroom. It's about a 20-minute read. So take a little bit more time, but it, it will uh, shift your mindset. Whirlpool Effect. Got it. Ben. Okay, if she's doing a you know, shameless uh, plug, so am I. <laughs> uh, the book that I wrote a couple of years ago is called Powerful Personal Brands. Love I'm it. a big believer of until you know yourself, you can't lead others. I will put both of those in the show notes, folks, as well. So what is your most commonly used emoji when you text Claire? Uh, it's the hug emoji. Hug I emoji. Love people. Love it. Ben? Oh, God, there's a couple of them. Probably the sideways face, the sideway face <laughs> laughing one. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. So not, not mentally or wisdomly. Physically, if you could be one age for the rest of your life, what would it be, Ben? Physically. Physically, probably about 33. Beautiful age right there. Claire, Do we? Uh, you don't have to say. 19. We can skip it for her. Uh, what 19, is, and it was a while ago, guys. I swear to you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what is your favorite charity and or organization you like to give your time and or money to, Claire? 
there, there's a few, but American Cancer uh, Society is, is a big one. Gotcha. Ben? We have a big festival every year called the Stevenson Salmon Festival, where we get about 85,000 people to show up for Canada Day every year in my own backyard. I've been uh, donating time and effort to that for years. Love it. And last question, it's a little bit harder, but what is the best decade of music? 60s, 70s, 80s, or 90s? Ben? I'm an 80s boy. Uh, me too. I like it. How about you, Claire? 80, 80s all the way. Sorry, 80s, 80s, like, that's too easy. Yeah, big, big, big hair, big hair you know, don't care. Yeah. Gonna flip up the collar. Uh, you, know. <laughs> you even had, you know, I mean, you had, it was very transitional. You had rap, you had the British invasion with Duran Duran, the Cure, you too, from Ireland. So yeah, it's my favorite too as well. I mean, I'm 48, so I kind of like grew up in the 80s. Um, and, I, and I absolutely love it. So I know that we can find you at leadersmadehere.com. Is there, and also folks, they, they, I brought up earlier, their book that you guys co-authored, Leading Beyond a Crisis, a conversation about what's next. Um, the first person that makes a comment on either the LinkedIn post or the Facebook post is going to uh, get a free copy that both of the authors will sign. We'll figure out a way to mail it around and get it signed and out to you, but I'm mean, it's going to be on my dime. So um, make sure that when you hear this, go leave a comment in either the Facebook group, Time to Shine Today, or the LinkedIn post that you're going to see coming out there. And folks, you've been just witness to basically, I have notes just coming out everywhere. If you're watching on YouTube, I just showed it to the screen. But you have two fan, it's basically a free masterclass from two fantastic communicators. They believe in leaders should collaborate to find great solutions. You know, find out what's keeping people from achieving their success. And they've developed this great community not so much a business platform, but a community for people to bounce ideas off of and level up. You know, they believe in what I kind of wrote down was birds of a feather. They kind of flock together. If you get more people together, you can do nothing but level up. You know, Ben said, remind us to be patient, play the long game and stop chasing the highlight reel, man. That's totally stood out to me. And then Claire with her wisdom, she said, you know, make more, take more calculated risks. Don't regret anything you didn't do, but make sure that, especially if you're younger and moving up and leveling up, take those risks. Go have fun. Enjoy that experience. They both want to make impact on others and be an awesome legacy and paint it forward. But I'll tell you what, folks, these guys are both living legacies. They are crushing it in life, and they're helping others along the way. And, you know, I, he said creating long coattails to build leaders to learn from each other. That really stood out to me, Ben. Claire, thank you so much. You guys are leveling up your health, leveling up your wealth. You guys are paying it forward. I'm humbled to have you on here. Thank you so, so much for coming on, guys. Hey, thanks for having us. It was a real pleasure. Thanks. We'll talk soon. Awesome. All right. Take care. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Time to Shine Today podcast. Probably brought to you by Sutter and Nugent Real Estate, real estate excellence, who can be reached at 561-249-7266 and online at www.sutterandnugent.com. If you're a business owner or professional who would like to be interviewed on Time to Shine Today, please visit timetoshinetoday.com slash guest. If you like this episode, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a link in the show notes to our website. Also there, you will see our recommended resources. We hope that you will support our show by supporting them. If you like what you've been listening to, it'd be great if you could just give us a five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe while you're at it. I'm your host, Scott Ferguson, and until next time, let's level up. It's our time to shine.